Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to some Toronto Raptors news. And fan favorite, Yuta Watanabe has signed an official contract with the Toronto Raptors team, converting his two-way contract to a full-on NBA, likely league minimum. I believe that's what the Athletic is reporting contract with this roster. I don't believe the financial specifics are out, but it's expected to be a minimum. So first things first. Congratulations to Utah. He's a guy that's really earned his place on this Toronto Raptors team with a lot of hustle, a lot of effort, bringing energy, energy, energy on the defensive end. And this is something we've seen from him from the jump. And he's a guy that, as I've mentioned, has earned his spot, came in this offseason uh, to, to the Raptors training camp competing for that two-way contract he initially earned at the beginning of the season and with the likes of Elise Johnson who we brought in from the Indiana Pacers uh, he I believe now is with the uh, Brooklyn Nets playing well there uh, O'Shea Brissett who was a fan favorite last season in Canadian in fact he just got signed to the Indiana Pacers I believe on a three-year contract so congratulations to him as well and Henry Allenson who we've seen a bit of this year in the 905 and with the the Toronto Raptors main roster but Utah Watanabe beat out all of those guys became favorited by the the Toronto Raptors coaching staff and obviously Masai Ujiri and now the hard work is paying off even further getting a full-on committed contract with the Toronto Raptors team so first and foremost congratulations Utah because that's that's big news that's big stuff right there but I've seen a lot of people talk about his game over the course of this year some not so high on him some really high on him and Looking at his stats and sort of re-watching and looking, thinking about everything he's brought together, I think he's been underrated, so to speak, in terms of people aren't talking about him that much, but we brought in guys like DeAndre Bembry, we've had Stanley Johnson on this team who's kind of breaking out into a, a playable guy this season, and I think Utah's surpassed them in terms of just getting out there on the court. Maybe Bembry still has a slight edge on him in terms of minutes played, but I think Utah, with his energy, his shooting, has sort of set himself apart from those uh, that triage of bench wings we have. We just got rid of Patrick McCaw. So, but, but, uh, Utah, four points per game this season. His box score doesn't stand out to you as something that really catches your eye or really gets you super excited. Only four points per game, 3.3 rebounds, but... You look deeper into his efficiency and particularly what he's been doing lately, and that might get a lot more Raptors fans excited because I've seen a lot of takes, and I brought it up. There's been on the high end and low end with Utah right now in terms of fan, how fans perceive him and his potential, but as a 6'9 guy that's only 23 years old, with this contract, with him being in the news lately, I've seen the, the titles future star, potential star thrown out with him throughout Twitter and Reddit, occasionally here and there, and I want to dive into how legitimate that could potentially be, because I've been a guy that's higher on Utah than most throughout the season. I love those high-energy players, like the, the likes of Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, the guys that really can come off your bench and give your team a spark. I love those types of players, and when they can shoot, when they can bring things on the offensive end, that's, that's the recipe for a player that can really... Be an impact guy for your franchise. And I brought up his stats, four points, three rebounds, nothing too crazy. But you look at the the percentages, how efficient he has been while he's out there on the court. And I was really surprised looking at this, sort of researching for this video. And it makes sense the numbers are down in terms... He's only playing 13 minutes per game this season, so he's getting a lot of the time, only four or five minutes here at the end of the game. But shooting 40%... From the three-point line, that's a ridiculously high 
percentage, not at the highest of volume, obviously only shooting 1.5 attempts per game in those uh, 40 games that he's played, 39, but 86% from the uh, free throw line, so the shooting mechanics, all of those things are there, and yeah, 45% from the field. Those percentages are solid, and when you specifically look at to what he's been doing lately, as uh, the Raptors have been in a tank mode, so to speak, I'll, I'll go back to the, to the main, play that little animation. The guys at the end of the bench who, well, I guess Utah's not at the end of the bench anymore, but has been getting more run, more opportunity as of late. And since April, in the month of April, he's currently been averaging nine points per game, on 46% shooting from the three. That's Matt Thomas, Europe, a ridiculous level of efficiency there before Matt Thomas, before this season's Matt Thomas, because obviously he fell off a little bit of a cliff there. But 46% from three, that's extremely high. The rebounds are up to four minutes, and he's playing about 20 minutes per game. So he's getting a proper amount of run, playing like a, an actual role player right now. So during the stretch, we're really seeing Utah unlocked. And it's making a lot of people question. I brought up the star comparison, but a, a more realistic take is, could he be an actual role player, maybe a, a bubble starter for this Toronto Raptors team in the future, when you look at his potential weighing in? Because as a 6'9 guy at uh, 23 years old, you know that's that's the age of OG Ananobi. That's the age of our young guys. We really pe seeing people coming into their own. And Utah's really never had a true opportunity to get a lot of minutes on an NBA basketball team until now. And he's really starting to run with that that opportunity. Paul Watson obviously had a big game in a, a couple of games ago, not against the, I forget what team we were specifically playing, but Utah's 21 points, I'm not, I think that was a career high at that point, really got outshined just by Paul Watson balling out in that performance. But Utah getting is getting more comfortable with his scoring ability, and we're seeing that happen now with the, the points per game going up, because from the jump, from the start, and Riker and I have been bringing this up on the podcast, Utah's been a guy that's always bringing the energy, he's bringing the hustle, the rebounds for, for a wing guy. Those are the types of players that will plays that will get you on the court. The, those types of guys, they'll always find minutes amongst the NBA, but the biggest question mark about him is, could he be a positive on the offensive end? Because the defense is going to be there. The hustle is going to be there. I think he played on the Memphis Hustle for a while or their G League team called the Hustle. And that translates certainly to this season. But could he be confident enough to really command, command uh, be a threat on the offensive end? And I think that has been the case for Utah Watanabe as of late. Because the three-point shot, as I brought up, is there. 46% from the three-point line. The biggest issue with him is he's sometimes just not super confident in shooting it. And I'd uh, token back that to lack of game experience, not getting that much opportunity. And when he is getting opportunities, there's not a lot of minutes to be had for him there. And now that we're seeing him get extended run, playing through his mistakes, having chances to drive in and maybe have a turnover too, because the handle's not that tight yet. But to play through those mistakes has really just unlocked his confidence a little bit. And now we're seeing him try to dunk on people seemingly every game, right? He's always come in for these sneaky little jams, uh, you know, at least once a night over the past month. He's not passing up those open three-point shots. He had a little bit of the, the Marc Gasol effect in terms of he get the ball swung to him and he try to be too team-friendly and, and pass the ball a little bit too much and m miss out on those open threes that he's shooting almost 50% from, 46% as I brought up, right? But if he's a guy that 
he has the skills, right? He has the, the baseline capabilities, right? He's averaging close to 10 points per game right now. If he's a guy that maintains his level of confidence, especially when he's out there in higher pressure situations, right? Being on the court with uh, the Kyle Lowry's of the world, Siakam's, and playing in bigger games, obviously during the tanking season, it's tough to really, uh, really say there's a lot of pressure on these guys, but I guess there is considering Muta's playing for a contract that he just earned and all those those sorts of things. But if he can do this when the Raptors are playing high-level competition, be that same confident self he's been as of late, I truly think he could be a valuable rotation piece for this Toronto Raptors team. Now, in terms of starter star, I think I might put that in the title because people have been talking about that. We'll see. I don't know what I'm going to title this yet. But... I don't think he'll have the opportunity to be a starter on this Raptors team, or well, I think the Raptors are going to keep him. I don't think that's going to be something where we're just going to let him walk or anything like that. But with the likes of a Chris Boucher even probably being higher up in the pecking order in terms of power forwards, but OG and Siakam certainly getting more opportunity and run on the basketball court than Utah, he's not going to have an opportunity to start. Gary Trent Jr. would be a wing that's given more opportunity than him so he's gonna have to do it as a role player off the bench to to really earn that spot but two three years down the line because he's still a young player right international guys sometimes people expect they've played many years in europe or in the chinese basketball association or australia or in the canadian basketball league wherever they they're to right ken birch he played some years over the league as an international guy but He's only 23 years old, right? He's still coming into his own. And maybe when he's 27, 28, that handle gets a bit tighter, right? That three-point shot gets even more crisp to where he's shooting off the dribble with full-out confidence. I think he could be a legitimate starter. Now, things have to happen for that to be the case, but the baselines are there. The defense needed to get big opportunities on the court, that is there, right? The, the ability, the mechanics... The, the willingness to pass, the willingness to play within a system, that's all there. But just having that confidence night in, night out, that's something that's going to develop for him as he gets more and more opportunities, more and more run. And I can really see a path for him. Now, he's younger, a lot younger than a Chris Boucher type. But where this season, and we saw this with Boucher last year, where he gets spot minutes, spot opportunities, and then next year he's really going to have a chance. The same chance that Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas had at the start of this season to say, hey, you're going to get a month where you are going to be our seventh guy on the on this team off the bench, our eighth guy, our eighth man, to where it's a guaranteed 15 to 20 minutes per game. And if you can perform in those minutes, right, that's where you're going to see your playing time, your role with this team really blossom. And you can grow as a player. I think that's in the pipeline for Utah Watanabe, barring any injuries, barring anything trades or something like that i think that's where we're going to go come with with utah especially if he continues to perform well down the stretch of this season so i think there's a lot to be excited about with this guy and if he can come in and really capture the opportunities the same way we saw boucher do that this season right he's gonna be a guy that's under a lot of people's radar i know he's the the highest jersey selling guy for this toronto raptors team i think in the league in japan so he does have a massive fan base but in terms of most just average NBA fans, he's overlooked by a lot of people. But if he's a guy that can capture those opportunities, I think they're going to be there for this team. And I don't know. I think he's a player to watch. I think he's a player to watch to where he, Boucher certainly has had a breakout season this year. But 
to have that breakout year for Utah, maybe not ridiculous box scores, maybe not, I'm not talking star or anything like that, I'm not even talking starter, but a player that you can reliably have come off your bench and give you 10 points per game, 11 points per game, shoot those threes, play solid defense. I think that's what we should expect from Utah next season. And then if that's the case, if that occurs, right, and he comes back, you know, motivated as a 25-year-old, 26-year-old entering his prime, who knows what could really happen there. So for all the people, I, I know it might sound blasphemous for the for a lot of average NBA fans, average Raptors fans, diehard Raptors fans, right, as we, most people watching this channel probably are, to say, okay, Utah's going to be a star, because he still is a very raw player, right? He's, to, to label star potential on a guy like that, when we haven't seen too much from him as of late, might be a bit of a stretch, and I'm, I'm certainly in that boat. But if we see him get solid opportunity next season and run with it as a young player with that frame with that hustle with that athleticism I think we could really see maybe not star but capable starter uh, a true rotation Raptors piece blossom later in his career so he's a guy to watch out for and I want to make this video to sort of break down his potential his potential ceiling and I think that's it. I think uh, a legitimate starter, I don't know if that will necessarily be possible with how the Raptors roster is constructed and how it's looking like it's going to be constructed going forward with Siakam and OG sort of in those positions that Utah would potentially fill. But if he can come out there and be that level of guy in his opportunities, I think we could see a guy the same way Norman Powell was the sixth man for us last year where he could be a starter on an NBA team, but he's coming off the bench for the Raptors. I think that's a potential path for Utah Watanabe. And then who knows? Who knows what will happen in the future? I don't want to get over too too hyped up, too, too overjoyed, but I don't know. I think he's a guy to watch out for. I just wanted to make that video to give that take because I, I, you know, Rikers debated sometimes if he could be if he truly could be a rotation piece because some of his decision-making when he doesn't have that confidence does get a bit sketchy. But I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on the boat. I think he'll be a legitimate starter and a key piece for us. He fits that timeline of the OGs, the... the oh, geez, I'm rocking the OGs shirt. Uh, the Gary Trent Jr. He's the same age as all of those guys. So, I don't know. I'm confident that Utah is going to be blossom as a Toronto Raptor. Not a super long video here, but let me know what you guys think. Oh, I got, I got all the animations playing there. But uh, let us know what you guys think, because he's a guy, he unfortunately got labeled midway through the season as uh, the man that was postered by Anthony Edwards, and now, even over this past month, has really changed that complexion. We said he was ban banished to the like section after those games. It was really weird. He went from actually getting decent rotation minutes to not playing at all in the three, four games after that poster dunk happened. But since that's been the case, since he's taken one for the team, He's really uh, bounced back and shown what he can offer to the Toronto Raptors squad. So let me know in the comment section below. Do you think Yuta Watanabe is a... What's his ceiling? What's his ceiling with this team? Could he be a potential star? Right, as a lot of people are saying on Twitter. I don't know if I'd go that far, but could he be a legitimate starter for this Raptors team? Is his ceiling a role player? Or do you see this hype that we've seen from Utah over the past month to, as something that will wane as the season winds down and we play a little bit better competition? Because it's a debate. It's certainly something to look at. But you guys are the best. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. I'm rocking the merch right here. So I'm warning you guys. I'm letting you guys know. 
It's coming. It's coming. I'm building out the website. I think we're going to go with a little beta Shopify site for the next couple of weeks while we really build out the one we, we want to integrate. So if you guys are looking for merch, man, it's on the way. We'll be announcing all that stuff in the next couple of days. But yeah, you guys are the best. I'm signing out. Cheers.